negative psychological effects from bad sleeping pattern. My sleeping pattern gets screwed up and I'm, you know, waking up at like 8 p.m. and uh, working through the a.m. Uh, my brain gets into this state of, I wouldn't call it paranoia, but I'm more susceptible to thinking that um, I suck or that people hate me or that I'm doing something wrong or that I'm a failure or something. It's not a great feeling because while I can recognize that the feelings are irrational, uh, that they're there at all, it's just not a fun time. And so with those feelings and being lower energy, trying to stream is not usually fun. Anxiety, imposter syndrome, yeah, I get that, but it's, it's mainly just with the sleep deprivation thing. My Reddit recap and reaction content. You love the Reddit recaps? It's easy content to make. Reaction content is just super easy. Anyone can do it. If you've got a personality, you can look at things on the internet and go, ha, that's funny, and move on. But I know you guys enjoy it. People like, you know, people acknowledging the work that they put in, and I like looking at the stuff, so it's kind of win-win. It feels less scummy because I'm responding or reacting to stuff that people have made specifically for me, you know? Uh, unlike people who, you know, release a video every day of them just looking at different subreddits or whatever. Doesn't seem as good. Shout out to PewDiePie and his, his wonderful reacting to random bullshit everyday content. I think KSI does it as well. Seemingly everyone does it these days. My new most viewed video. It doesn't surprise me that clip that just got released is doing pretty well. Uh, what did I title it? The most said word in GTA 5 over 500 times. And it's just me showing the 500 something files of uh, people saying Kiflam. I actually, uh, I, I recently downloaded uh, all the clips that have been made in the last month and two days. It was 768 clips. So on average, I guess, every day 25 clips are made of my stream, right? Is that, is that math, right? In that ballpark? In a weird way, I thought it would be more. The difficulty in describing to others what I do for a living. Sometimes, guys, I think about my life and different contexts that I could find myself in where I'm attempting to communicate to a person what I do for a living without them thinking that I'm weird. Like going on a date and, and they're like, oh, so what are you doing? I'm like, ah, oh, well, like, I, I play video games for a living. But like, oh, okay, like, so you just play different games? No, the, the same game. What do you mean? Well, I play the same game every day. And I make, like, videos about it. A lot of videos? Yeah, I've only released, like, I know, like, 25-ish videos a day. Uh, a lot of them are short, like, less than a minute. And there's probably, like, a big one that's over, like, 10 minutes. But it's always like, the same game. Oh, you've been doing that for long? Yeah, yeah, like, I think I don't know, like, four years, maybe, like, a different capacity, probably longer than that, really. Like, how, how does a person not think I'm just a, the weirdest fucker alive, right? The only way is just to lie. Like, I work for Amazon, and I make the things. The more nuance, the more detail, the lower the percentage of the population where they won't look at me and think I'm fucking crazy. Worse if I'm wearing my work attire, and I'm uh, in a black tank top, thongs, and uh, flip-flops for those from other countries, and just black shorts. They think I'm fucking homeless. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say I'm a famous TikToker. Talking about the things that Video Game Donkey said in his video, I'm done making good videos. So Donkey released a video yesterday where he, uh, 
in his comedic fashion, basically, what's the word? Lambasted? Lambasted? He, he um, was very critical of the wider YouTube uh, meta right now, where he's like, all these YouTubers releasing a video a day of what is effectively garbage content, while people like me, Nakey Jakey, iDubs, whatever, making original funny concept videos, you know, releasing a video a month, whatever. This is clearly not what YouTube wants. This fucking sucks. Da da da. And I feel him to a degree. He pointed to on the back end of YouTube currently, it's changed from saying videos to content. As, as if this is suggestive of an overall um, difference in, in mode of thought or, or goal or whatever of YouTube. Uh, but in reality, it's more than likely just to uh, communicate that it's not just videos on that tab, it's actually your videos and live streams and stuff, right? But certainly, as a rule, as much as I like my content, and I find my content enjoyable and stuff, the content that I find to be the, the best content is this kind of stuff made by the Nakey Jakeys, the, um, the Dunkies, where it's these one-off, really funny videos that you're super excited to see in your, in your subscription feed. But really, I, I think the the tendency towards this daily video thing, it, it's kind of just come because of live streaming. Because when you live stream, you make so much content that if cut down is perfect for YouTube videos, right? And of course, the more content you make, the more money you make, the more you get recommended in the, um, in the algorithm and stuff. Like, when I found Uppers Not Jump, I was like, oh, this is great. A new content creator who makes one-off videos like every month or so that are really funny. And so I watched like every video that they produced and then I had nothing else to watch. If you find my YouTube channel and you like my stuff, you can be in a hole of my content for like the next 10 years. There's just so much of it. I would imagine the vast majority of people get bored before they got to the end of it. With the amount of YouTube that people consume, there's just no way that the people who make one-off videos every month could ever possibly uh, satiate people's desires for content. Like, as much as I think it would be a lovely world where everyone was making one really cool video every month, that just can't be the reality, you know? People people demand more content than what such people can produce. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so much of a split mind on it because y you've, you've heard me lament that I work so hard on that anime video and it got less than 200k views, and me playing Chaos for two hours, you know, for one one hundredth of the effort, gets 200,000 views and makes even more money because it's a two hour video. Like, I would love if my one-off projects, or my projects I put a lot of effort into, uh, did a lot better in the algorithm, people watched a lot. Or my projects I put a lot of effort into, but that's just not either what YouTube is doing or that people seem to be interested in. It is a sad state of affairs that just because you put a lot of effort into a video and work on it for weeks and months and have an original idea, it doesn't mean that video is going to be better or more enjoyable than some guy buggerizing around for 10 minutes in a game. Like, if I look at things more objectively, me playing Chaos for two hours is funnier, more amusing, more entertaining, better than that anime video I made, despite that I put so much effort into that anime video, you know? Like, I've got to accept the reality of what people seem to want to see. Like, I've had my own criticisms of the YouTube meta, but my criticisms are more about how I feel other people are being exploited in terms of, like, reaction content and stuff. What I'm basically trying to say is, Video Game Donkey has been successful on YouTube for, like, a decade. Is currently getting 40,000 subscribers a month and 40 million views a month. 
as much as I can, I can understand his frustrations that the content that people desire and the content that YouTube uh, propagates is not necessarily what either of us want it to be. We're both very lucky to be in the situations that we're in. You can only complain to a certain degree before you just sound like you're bitter and uh, not thankful for the position you're in, right? It does, the, it does suck that YouTube does favor lower effort content. But on YouTube, for 10% of the effort, some people can make a video that is 80% as good as another video where a person's put 100% of the effort, you know? Effort doesn't necessarily translate directly into uh, high quality or something worth watching. Another thing though, another facet of Dunkey's video though, was, at least he touched on a little bit, the change in what a YouTuber is. Once upon a time, the successful YouTubers were individuals who are really creative and could think of original stuff. You know, they were, they, they, they'd make one video or something. Like, it, was a, it was a single person operation. And then the companies came in, producing heaps of content, manufactured or whatever. And, and now the biggest YouTubers have kind of become corporations into themselves. Or, or, or they've taken on editors and you have some of the biggest YouTubers who don't edit. They don't really make YouTube videos. They're kind of like, they'll record themselves and then just give the footage to other people to edit. What would you even call that? Because they're not, they're not YouTubers at that point. Their involvement with the process of making the YouTube video isn't even 50%. Directors, uh, they manage other people who actually make the content. I remember listening to this guy who was talking to Devin Nash or whatever. He was a YouTuber and he was talking about how his goal as a YouTuber is effectively to continue to expand to the point where he doesn't need to do anything, but he still gets a lot of money. And it, it just, I just didn't understand, like, it, it just sounded so hollow and meaningless. You know, like, you know how the Fine Brothers wanted to trademark React and create a bunch of uh, franchises who are all reacting to stuff or whatever? That's basically what this guy was talking about him doing. I think, I think Jake Paul did something similar, where you basically take on a person and you use your already present brand to build them up in a contractual agreement so that you receive, say, 20-30% of what they make, but you build them up to who they are. And so, you eventually abandon making content yourself, but you've made so many other content creators that you're still reaping all this money. Like, like when you, th you th when you think about who the most successful people are, all these companies and, and people with these, these syndicates or whatever of content creators. Like, I understand Dunkey being like, oh my god, I wish we were back in the days where it was just singular content creators. You know, your, your iDubs, your, your Nakey Jakeys, whatever. Just singular dudes making videos about the stuff that they love. Rather than these enterprises just pumping out content. Like, you can even see that I've become some of that myself. Once upon a time, I streamed and made 100% of every single video that went on my YouTube channel. I did literally every single thing for every single video that I've ever made. But I slowly went crazy, and I reached the point where I literally could not work harder. I could not do myself everything that I wanted to do in regards to my content, so I had to get some help. It's funny because while I've brought on people to help me now, I still do the exact same amount of work that I did before. <laughs> my workload hasn't changed. It's just I'm now better able to 
focus my efforts to the things that actually matter and require my greatest level of input, the stuff that is the most time consuming or stuff that I wouldn't even bother doing uh, because it's, it's in terms of priorities, it's so low on the, uh, my priorities. Like that, that, that stuff can all get done. It doesn't eat into my time. But I'm sure Dunkey would look at people like me releasing one video every day and he's like, oh my God, dude, that's just not art. It's not, it's not really creating something special or whatever, right? It's just creating content. And he's right. As much as I love my own videos, like I've said this before that uh, the videos that I create are not on the same level as uh, a person who puts, you know, months and months into an animation or something, or a person who does a video essay that they put a month of research into, right? I'm not making that kind of content. But I've just acknowledged that when I do put that kind of effort in, it's not rewarded to the same degree that uh, the faster content is. So as much as, while I don't think Dunkey would look at me as the embodiment of everything he doesn't like about YouTube, I'm, I'm sure he would look at me as kind of m moving a bit more into uh, being what the meta favors, right? Throwing out just as much content as possible. It is rare that any video gets on my YouTube channel that I haven't had involvement in its editing. For example, uh, I was annoyed yesterday because people on the super hot video wrote in the comments like, oh, whoever edited this, it was really cool. And I was like, I fucking edited that, <laughs> you know? I, I mentioned in passing before the, the issues I had uh, with the production of that video because Miles was having personal problems and stuff. And the video took two months for two hours of footage to be processed before it got to me. And what was sent to me was 55 minutes long. And so I spent like the entire day cutting it down, adding my own edits. And I was really proud of some of the edits that I made. And, and people being like, oh, man, I wonder who edited this. I wonder who did this joke. I'm like, but, but I did those things. <laughs> but you can't blame people not knowing because when you start to not do everything yourself, uh, it's understandable that people may not know who did what. But I just miss being able to do everything myself. But I just don't have the time. Like that Morpheus edit in the super hot video was fantastic. I don't, I don't think it was the funniest thing in the video, but I found it really amusing. And I finally got to include Palpatine saying, do it, kill him. <laughs> but he's defenseless, man. Do it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, certainly some of the edits, some of the, I mean, for all I know, the edits that people liked were the ones that Miles had in there as well, but. I was a substantial portion of that video. Ned Luke saw my anime prologue video. Ned Luke, the voice actor for Michael, tweeted out my video yesterday and he said, now I've seen it all, five stars. My video was so unique and so well made that the, the boomer voice actor for Michael in this game actually tweeted out and gave it five stars and still it doesn't get any love on YouTube. And probably the primary reason for that is uh, both the video's length, but also the, the average watch time. Because once you've gotten the premise of, you know, it, it being anime voices or whatever for prologue, then you can kind of, you know, you've got the premise. You don't need to hear the rest of it necessarily. Although I do think the entire video is pretty funny. Do I find large or small projects more satisfying? Do you get more joy from making the same type of video basically every day with normal views each time than put a lot of effort into something and not having any benefit from the effort? My satisfaction from content creation comes from the building of an audience, having people be entertained by my work. There is certainly a satisfaction 
in completing a large project and people being like, oh, that was amazing, dude. But I find a lot greater satisfaction by being like, people like, hey, you make me laugh. I really enjoy the stuff that you put out. I was having some bad times and your videos cheered me up. I love that feeling. There are a lot of different angles in which making content brings me satisfaction. But all in all, the greater level of enjoyment I instill in others, the greater level that I entertain others, and the more that I get feedback that I'm doing this, uh, the better I feel about what I'm doing. And I don't need to create huge, big videos to achieve that end. Shouldn't you do it for the fun of it? That's, that is fun. What do you think fun is? We're talking about the content creation, not the actual... I'm, I'm talking about YouTube videos, editing, not the playing of the game. I, I find playing the game fun. But the the moment-to-moment -moment editing, no one finds moment-to-moment -moment editing fun. The end result can be fun. The creating particular things and finding satisfaction in that, that can be fun. But no one finds cut here, remove footage, cut here, remove footage, keyframing stuff. That moment-to-moment -moment stuff is just tedious stuff to get to your end goal, which is actually enjoyable. Like if you could mentally will the timeline to become the thing that you want it to be, uh, you'd just do that rather than dealing with the <laughs> Adobe or whatever, you know? What I'm saying is if YouTube tomorrow begun to prioritize huge, amazing projects rather than um, daily uploads or whatever, I, I'm, I don't think I would necessarily get more satisfaction out of that. It would be the case, though, that there'd be less content on YouTube and the quality the, the quality of the content on YouTube would increase. Because a substantial amount of this daily upload stuff is complete trash. Where is Pacifist Percent? Keep in mind that when I say OKO in this next section, I'm referring to my no damage runs. So we'll, uh, we'll answer the Pacifist thing just one more time. Just because there's probably more people here than normal. Pacifist is really hard to create. YouTube does not favor that content. The last episode did extraordinarily ter terribly. It is a very hard video to produce. It causes me a lot of stress. And the time that I would normally be spending working on Pacifist, I'm now spending uploading clips to my second channel. So there are just multiple avenues why the episode hasn't come out. Have I done any work on Pacifist? Yes, I've cut it down from like six hours of footage to like an hour of footage. And that's about all I've done. It will eventually come out. But once upon a time, at the end of the month, it'd be max possible priority. It is no longer that way. At this point, I'm kind of working on it if I have nothing else to work on. But because I have so many clips to process, I always have something to work on. And I'm hoping that the longer I go, uh, that it's not gonna cause people to have higher expectations for the video. Don't. I have full expectations that the next episode is not gonna be amazing. Some cool stuff happens. Like, don't get me wrong, the, the biggest reason why I want to finish Pacifist is because I know there's stuff in there that you guys would really appreciate. There's cool things in it. What's unfortunate, though, is because new strats have been found, it would impact how I would have done things. So the longer I wait and the more strats that are found, the more outdated the footage seems. If I finish Oko and Cyberpunk 2077 is a bit of a bust for my, me content-wise, I might try and focus on getting it out again. My most popular pacifist episodes are the longest. In the time that the long pacifist got popular, I think YouTube favored longer content more. Clearly, given my clips channel, YouTube isn't as interested in favoring longer content. They even made that change where you can put 
uh, mid-rolls and eight-minute videos now as opposed to 10. Clearly, YouTube isn't as focused on things being longer currently. I think if I had released this last episode of Pacifist now as opposed to when it released, it probably would have done better. In my mind, though, I've kind of segmented my life. There is the time before Oko and the time after Oko has been completed kind of thing. Where once Oko has been completed, once I've got zero deaths for the entire run, I will be able to do so much again. This thing has just consumed my life in trying to solve this. Am I sick of my Clips channel? Do you want to also be done with the Clips channel or is that still fun for you? Is it possible to find something enjoyable but still want it to be done? Because I'm, I'm kind of that way with a lot of things. Where I can find the doing of something to be enjoyable, but I also find the completing of a goal to be enjoyable. So hypothetically, the longer that I'm doing something, the higher the odds that I get sick of doing that thing and just want the goal enjoyment to happen. Like I don't want to run out of clips for the clips channel. And I like watching it grow with numbers and, and, and all that stuff. At the same time though, I kind of would like my older footage to all have been processed. As in, I've gone through all the older clips, I've made all of how this even ended into clips, I've made all of facts and glitches into clips, and all I'm doing is just looking through the newest stuff to find the best clips to upload to that channel. It's kind of the spot I would like to be in. So then it becomes less of a day-to-day, -day, I need to upload 24 clips every day, versus, oh, you know, I have enough clips to put more on the channel, I better start doing that again. Making the clips is, is very easy. It does have its difficulties and, anno and its annoyances. Why two different channels? The, the content is so fundamentally different that putting them on the same channel would be unwise. I am frankly surprised so many people have subscribed to the Clips channel. I can only assume that such people don't use their subscription feed. As a person who uses their subscription feed like every single day to find content, it would be very annoying to have a clip release every hour. Although with that being said, I think the clips are very good and funny and I enjoy watching them. But at the same time, it would just be a, a clutter that I wouldn't want to deal with. But it just goes to show that YouTube uh, moved away from the subscription model a, uh, a long while ago. And they're mainly focused on delivering content to people via recommendation. Which to be honest, is a superior way of doing things. As long as the recommendation algorithm is good though. I find it has trouble giving me content I actually want to see though. Once upon a time it felt like YouTube was actually doing well with recommendations, where I'd always have something to watch when I went to recommendations. But within the last month or two, uh, I've actually been watching more anime, more Netflix, more Crunchyroll, because there's nothing in the recommendations. I've even watched more TikTok. Maybe I'm just a person who's hard to service in terms of content. I don't know, but uh, I think it's doing a worse job. Do we shape the algorithm or does it shape us? It's so sad that content is so hamstrung by the mighty algorithm. It depends on how much you believe the algorithm is shaping people's preferences versus how people's preferences are shaping the algorithm. It's both. It just depends on how much you think it goes either way. Because it's possible that the content that I want to produce or the content that I like producing the most it's, it's not being hamstrung by the algorithm necessarily, it's being hamstrung by people's desires to actually watch that content. Or I could blame myself and say I'm not good enough at presenting that content in a way that people actually want to watch. As people have pointed out, my titles for pacifists or whatever are not super captivating. That it says number 20 might throw some people off. Like you can't spend all your time blaming the algorithm. 
But it's certainly true that the algorithm deserves some of the blame. For at least some people. For me, the algorithm pushed a channel I wasn't interested in for two months straight, and it turned out to be one of my favorite channels now. That's possible. In some ways, machines know us better than we know ourselves. My only video that was both demonetized and made so you have to be over 18 to see it. Fun facts, there's this clip on my clips channel where I'm reading this person's message history and he's spamming over and over again, thick, 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 and do you know a jiffy is an actual measurement of time? And me angrily yelling that into my microphone is the only clip on my clips channel that both got demonetized and age-gated. It's the only one. I thought it was silly that it got demonetized, and so I put it to manual review, and YouTube disagreed. They said, no, this should not only be demonetized, but only people o above the age of 18 should be able to, to hear you say thick and yell about jiffies. I talked to that YouTube rep once, and uh, they were like, no, they, it is manual review, but like, think of the average individual attempting to uh, follow rules and understand content from all over the world. Of course, they're going to make mistakes or not understand what they're looking at. Like, they could have assumed that Jiffy was some kind of a slur or thick wasn't a very, very offensive term. Like, how are they going to know, you know? The current state of Jack's films. What do I think of Jack's films? I like him, he's a funny dude, but how much of his content is simply him responding to his audience? It's kind of not great. He did a lot more skits and original stuff back in the day. These days it's more just, hey audience, tell me some funny things and I'll respond to them. It's nowhere near as bad as responding to content made by other content creators or content made by other audiences or Reddit or whatever. At the same time, it's not like the, the highest order of content that exists, right? He's a very talented guy, a very funny guy, but he's clearly at a point in his life where he's very successful, very rich. He, he comes across to me sometimes as burnt house or he's not necessarily interested in being the biggest content creator. He's just kind of having a laugh with his viewers and enjoying himself. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't know inside of his head, but... Can GTA 6 survive the ultra-sensitive world we live in? I've been thinking I don't think GTA 6 would survive the ultra-sensitive world that we live in now, and I think that's why, or at least the strong reason why we won't get GTA 6 anytime soon. Based, you have said something that uh, I would almost say triggers me. Do you know how GTA originally got big? They paid. Well, this they, they don't openly admit this, but they, they wink and they nod when you talk about it. Uh, they paid magazines to talk about the terrible violence and the corrupting nature of the video game GTA. Oh, you look at the terrible things you can do. And of course, it led to outrage, outrage, and people talking about GTA corrupting our youth. Like, the people, people who are like, I don't know, have no knowledge of history, don't know anything about the 90s and the, the war on video games or the war on music or the metal and, you know, Eminem being brought before Congress and all that shit. They seem to think that people today are just uniquely offended. And it's, it's just, like, we, we had an entire history of people just being like, man, whatever you want to do, you can do it, man. It's totally fine, I don't care. And then suddenly we got to, like, the year 2000 and people were like, oh my god, I'm offended by everything. That's not history, my dude. People have been offended by dumb shit for all of time. 
it was it was even worse back in the day. You could because it's it's a survival thing in terms of um, social sanctions, in terms of getting people to conform to particular behaviors. It's how human beings exist and function. If you didn't do what your tribe did, you got thrown out of the tribe. Have you, where, where do you think religion and, 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 and sanctity and, and rituals and all, all this shit comes from? It comes from people's offended sensibilities. People are more tolerant of a wider amount of shit than ever before. My god, at one point you couldn't like wear, like, the, the, amount of the types of clothes that people wore. If you wore, wore, wore the wrong clothes, you could get arrested. Blasphemy laws existed like fucking everywhere, man. You insult religion, you're going to jail. You couldn't swear on the TV. All that, cha all that changes now is our overwhelming access to information and our ability to share opinions to massive amounts of people is so fucking easy. Once upon a time, there was like a thousand people in existence who could communicate an opinion to more than a thousand people. Now like everyone can do that shit. It's less that people are offended more and more that you can hear about people being offended with the ease of pressing a button. If you think Rockstar is sitting there like, I don't know, man, I would be pretty, I'm pretty keen to get a billion dollars for GTA 6, but someone on Twitter might be offended. Uh, nah. I mean, a billion dollars, but that, that person on Twitter being offended, not interested. It's not gonna happen. Not keen on that at all. You're crazy. You're fucking crazy. I mean, yes, you may give a shit what a random fuck on Twitter says. YouTube channels may give a shit what a random fuck on Twitter says because they can clickbait that shit for views. But no company is not releasing a product that will net them billions of dollars because of random fucks on Twitter or Facebook. You're insane. I've done that rant like eight times. You'd think I would stop getting triggered by people saying that impressively dumb shit. Do I like Formula One? The ground could open up during an F1 race and Cthulhu and creatures of nightmare could spew out of the ground, killing everyone, transforming some people into grotesque monsters. And I'll be like, oh, but it was, it, was an F, it was an F1 race? Not interested. Don't care. F1, by its existence, makes everything else around it less interesting. It is a vortex from which interesting things cannot escape. All car racing. F1 is all car racing. Well, actually, the, the vehicles used are- no, 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 no. F1 is all car racing. F1 is NASCAR. F1 is F2. Like, all of car racing is F1. F1 and NASCAR are the same thing, and it all sucks. What about Eurobeat? Yes, Eurobeat is also F1. In reality, I think F1 is just a synonym for not interesting. Do you like this movie? F1. Do you want to go get some food? F1. Biking? F1. Red Dead Redemption 2? F1. Future collaborations with Sonny Evans. Will I do more challenges with Sonny Evans if he invites me again? Absolutely. I don't think either video did amazingly though. Compared to Sonny's normal videos, I don't think it did particularly great. While it was fun, I'm sure Sonny would rather just move on to other things, you know. Like Sonny has a series where he can reach out to content creators and do that series with them, like, he'd be better off grabbing another GTA content creator and doing the same thing, you know? Rather than just doing me I mean, business-wise. What I would love is a mod that enabled me to... Like, there's a two-player mod for this game, but I think it's only local, like, you can't do it over the internet. I would love two-player 
single player GTA 5 with Chaos Mod. I figure that'd be a hard thing to program. In, uh, like, I've heard 5M might be able to facilitate something like that, but I don't know anything about it. So you would just play the game normally, but uh, there'd be two of you. I'm fairly certain with 5M you can already play through single player. It's just the two player and chaos thing that need to be done. I finished One Piece, new anime I am watching. Um, so, so for those who don't know, I finally finished One Piece. And so I'm like, I need to look up another anime to watch. And I just happened to see that meme. Ah, fine. I guess you are made a little pog champ. I'm like, what anime is that character from? And so I attempted to look it up. I clicked on the wrong anime. And I was like, well, this is good enough. <laughs> so I started watching something else. It's the one I'm watching right now is like Akami Akil or something, which is like five night assassins killing the rich and powerful corrupt people in this city. And the main character is some guy who randomly joins them. What's it, what's it called? Like, and Akil Akil is the anime I should have been going for. What's the anime that I'm talking about now? Agami Gakil. That's the one I'm watching right now, yeah. And Kill La Kill is the one I should have been watching. They both had Kill in the name. Close enough. People saying Kill La Kill is hentai. I don't think it's hentai. I think it's something that's meant to be mocking the sexualization tropes or some shit. I don't know, man. I I found an anime to watch, and when I've, when I've finished watching that anime, I'll watch something else, I guess. So I've started watching a new anime chat. One of those things. I have no idea what it's called. It's a... Uh, a thing where this guy, for reasons unexplained thus far, is very physically strong. He has two friends who are like super into the occult or whatever, and they unwrap wardings on this finger or some shit that is a cursed relic, and then they get attacked by cursed creatures or whatever, and the main character eats, ends up eating this finger basically, and he gets somewhat possessed by this evil guy. but. For whatever reason, because this guy is so physically strong, he's able to hold back this cursed spirit, and those who deal with curses are like, oh, that's sweet. Can you, like, eat a bunch of bad curses that we normally can't kill so that we can then kill you, which will kill the curses? And the main character's like, okay. Because if I eat these curses and then die, that will save a lot of people from being attacked by those curses in the future. Juju... Jujitsu Kaisen? Yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds fucked up? It is kind of fucked up. The creatures are kind of weird. The dude literally eats the cursed severed finger of a dead guy to become cursed. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It was recommended to me by the people on Twitter. On Twitter, I was like, hey, you recommend some shows, and I got a long list. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.